Hello everyone, welcome back to Eat the Blank Page with me, Victor Rowe. I'm an author, playwright, and overall, guy who likes to talk about things. <laughs> if you'd like to see more things where I talk, follow my podcast. Ugh. It can get pretty draining sometimes trying to figure out what the ideal listener of this podcast would be. Obviously, it's you. Obviously, you are the ideal podcast listener because you're here listening to the podcast. But when I try to think about how to articulate myself, I always find that I'm just kind of dropping out into the sea of Let's Play creators and over-enthusiastic podcasters, the the people who are trying to capitalize on the let's sit around a table and just talk with our buddies and wait until we're funny. Uh, and then, then they post the clips, and it's supposed to be reminiscent of a very, like, Theo Vaughn or Joe Rogan, but with more people. And they always have the same mics, and they always have the same sweaters, and there's always, like, three or four of them. It's never just, like, one or two people. But what they talk about more than anything else are life stories. I feel like jokes, I feel like everyone wants to be a comedian. I definitely don't think I'm a comedian. I started a long time ago just really just telling jokes for myself. If I'm in that kind of situation where jokes would be acceptable, I'm not going to start cracking ones at a funeral, or maybe I will. I probably would, honestly. But if I felt comfortable enough, I mean, I, I would. It's just when that's every podcast and not even just every podcast on like a superficial level. Like if that's what you try to give to your audience, I feel like there's a certain level of disconnect through inclusion where now it's not they're watching for something. They're watching to hear you talk. But if all you have is you talking, what else are you? If you're just some guy with a podcast that isn't interested in anything and the podcast itself isn't targeted to a specific audience or... If you already have a fan base, let's say the Distractable Podcast with Markiplier, Lord Minion 777, and MySkrim, or Mark, Wade, and Bob. I, I listen to them all the time. And primarily because I, I've been a fan of Markiplier for so long, where getting to hear stories from him and finding Bob and Wade, who are also just extremely funny, they might not be as big as Markiplier, but I definitely have fun listening to them. So, I feel in a very Orwellian way, my time for friends and social circles have been replaced with podcasts and groups of friends talking into mics, telling stories about their lives where I just kind of sit and I listen. And in a way, I think because I'm to myself, it, it lines up with my mind better. But it is sad in a very dystopian way where that's where my friends are. I remember I was I was going through the face podcast um, or bleep face or whatever you'd like to call it. It's from Jeff and Gavin from Rooster Teeth or Achievement Hunter, and it's just them with their buddy Andrew, and they just talk and they do bits and things like that where it's jokes. They tell life stories. They make merch based off of funny stories, and they're all extremely funny. But where Distractable is different is. They have themes for each episode, like, hey, I'm hosting today, you guys are going to talk about this, or we're going to talk about this, you guys are going to get points. There's more of a structure, where or Bleepface is definitely less structured, but in of itself, it gains strength from that kind of structure, because 
the people on there are very close so they can bounce off of each other very well they've been in the entertainment industry for so long they know how to just talk and make it entertaining where i'm still kind of figuring that part out with the entertaining side of things i'm, I'm focusing so much on structure and the flow of everything how to do it getting my bearings finding times to record where i can actually talk and not uh talk like this where i look to them and how seamless they do it and all I can think about is a quote that I heard from their podcast. I can't remember which episode, but Jeff is talking about how Howard Stern said, wow, what a sentence to say. I heard some guy talk about some other guy said something. The quote <laughs> is, um, you know when someone's good when it looks like they're not even trying. It's not the direct quote, but that's the gist of it. And when I'm listening to them or I'm listening to Anma, Jeff and Gus's podcast with Eric, I I see them just talking so naturally and they're telling jokes and they're setting things up where I'm like, I know, I know they're just that good. It's not that they're getting this on their first try. They're 10 years in in the business. They they know how to do this kind of thing. And I've started earlier this month. And so there's definitely the disconnect, but I try to learn as much as I can for you guys. Because honestly, I really just want to make this podcast something that not only gets my name out, obviously. I, I, I want an avenue for people who might not necessarily read or be interested in books to find my podcast and gain insight from me, gain tips, life advice, or some abstract thinking. Some really out there, I just took a rip out of a two-foot bong kind of thought that they can become inspired, maybe inspired to do something new. But I'm also here for the people with writer's block. I mean, that's the that's the whole name of the podcast is eat the blank page. You're staring at a blank page, you know, time to get to lunch. But I know how that feels to not have any inspiration where you just kind of sit there and you've been thinking about writing or drawing or sculpting all day and now you can't not because you're not able to not because you're being limited by anything but you're being slapped in the face by this kind of wall where you want to do it you want to do it good but maybe there's just this pain there's this fear of the thing that you want to do maybe because you hold it to such a high regard i had the inverse of that in theater when I, when I did theater in high school, I went into it so nonchalantly, I was better than most of the people that tried really hard. And maybe I can kind of apply that to this podcast and the kind of content that I make. But honestly, guys, I want to, to ignite creativity, to inspire people to be better, not because I'm better than you. Does that make sense? I Really, I just want to help people get on their feet and support themselves share very share advice that can combine into greater schools of thought where i say the phrase if you don't treat yourself if you okay if you don't take yourself seriously no one else is going to right if i if i give you that piece of advice you might be able to because i i can't do this part for you might be able to combine that with something else that I say, something else that you've heard in the past. I've always thought that there's been a very limited amount of wisdom in the world, 
And the key is to find your way to say it that makes sense to you. But honestly, there's only so much advice to go around because there's only so many situations that can happen. Oh my gosh, I, I'll put a picture of this on the Instagram. I like to put, if you watch uh, Bleep Face or F*** Face, I've kind of borrowed the idea of putting up images on the Instagram that relate to the podcast. And I think that would be fun for you guys too. Uh, so you, if, when you're watching, if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can just go there and uh, link will be in the description. Victor of Stories, if, if you just want to type it in. But I will leave a link to the background or a picture of the background that I have now that has this great quote. It's this very dark scene with this guy kind of at this random Coca-Cola machine and a very nice car where there's water on the ground and I think it's supposed to be raining. But there's a bright red neon sign that says dig your well before you're and then in way bigger text thirsty question mark. And I love that. I honestly really think that's cool because I've never heard of a piece of advice like that. But the other day I heard the phrase, don't put the wa- don't put the wagon before the horse. So those ideas kind of relate to each other in my mind. I might not be able to vocalize it, but or, or vocalize it properly, but I'm going to try. You're, you're preparing for what will happen. But in the, in the one instance, you're 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 taking too long to do something before you're needing of it. So dig your well before you're thirsty. So don't wait till you're thirsty to start digging. And the crap before the horse, I see it as a saying on or a um a quote in reference of priority where okay, you have to get somewhere. How are you going to get there? Oh, well, I have the thing to move. Okay, but how are you going to get there? I mean, I have the cart. Okay, well, how are you going to pull it? Well, um, no, we, we still need to get the horse. Where it would be much easier to have the horse and then get a cart. Does that make sense? And I'm a very literal person. I, I take things very, very literally. And in some regards, it's been a challenge. In others, it's been a blessing. Because it invites a certain view on the world that is a bit different than everyone else but i'm still capable of abstract thought not to be all like oh my gosh i'm so smart but but more of just like a hey i i'm the one who's called a deep thinker by everyone i know which might just be a hey this guy's really dumb and talking about dumb things but that could also be uh self-deprecating behavior so i'm not gonna say that (laughs) I mean, I've already said it, but yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of ways to look at life when you're just doing your thing and you're living it. And back to, I guess, my initial thought of what I want this podcast to be is I want to give people this kind of light to follow. You know, life isn't work. Life isn't capitalism. Life isn't government. Life is life. Life is you sitting in a chair talking into a microphone that hopefully someone hears and they get inspired. Life is listening to some guy talk through a microphone and hoping he inspires you. Life is sitting on your couch watching your significant other cry because they need to talk to you about something. Life is holding your dog for the last time. Life is taking a walk 
down the street on a very nice summer day. Life is life. And it's really hard to keep that in mind where we can have these priorities, we can have these goals and aspirations, we can have these needs that we need to do because of our current circumstance. But more than anything, before we start losing our minds and getting stressed out and working ourselves to death for something we don't care about, make a very clear distinction on that, working ourselves to death for something or someone we do not care about, that is not life. And I don't think that should be. I don't think settling should be either. The decision to change, absolutely. I think we should be constantly evaluating our circumstances, waiting to see who's sneaking into our life, seeing if they're dragging us down, and that can go for situations as well. But it can be very easy to forget that. And through my life, I've had people remind me of those things. And hopefully, I can be a friend who reminds you of certain things. But I'm also a writer. I'm an author. I want to write plays and stories and such. I want to work on anime and TV shows and all these other things. So I'm going to be talking about writing a lot. I'm going to be giving the artistic ones of us prompts and challenges to stretch our creative muscles. If you want to challenge yourself, if you want to go into an art that you've always wanted to do, if you wanted to paint, if you wanted to sculpt or write, this is a place to do it. But that's what I want it to be. I just, I want you guys to be inspired. And maybe it's not even to do with something the art. I'm was supposed to be a bodybuilder for a long time. I was supposed to throw discus in track and field. And currently I'm training for Muay Thai and kickboxing, mainly because I think it's fun, but also for mental benefits, physical benefits. I feel like I'm achieving a part of myself that is really important. And at the end of the day, maybe that's all that you need to do. My father always said, if you're not having fun with something, stop doing it. And for a long time, I always thought that was BS because he worked like 80 hour weeks. But it, it was because he worked those days that he understood what that meant far more than anyone else. And I believe he still does. But with all the things that I've learned, I want to share that with you guys. And that might be the 90th time I've said that, but, you know, it's true. So with that giant preamble out of the way, hopefully I haven't lost any of you guys. Um, so today's, today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about a question on Cora again, because I find them fascinating little nuggets of conversation. Cora question, can an author's life be better than their stories? First off, this was an AI-generated prompt from the Quora website. Sometimes they'll just ask questions bef like before anyone else does. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're helping people. Oh, yeah. But I think they're just testing out an AI. I I'm not sure. But it's a, it's a question. It's a question that leads itself to better ones. But it's definitely a question. I answered it. And I said, uh, yeah, most of the time, actually. If you want to read the whole thing, I'll be posting it on the Instagram blast, but it's also on my Quora. You can also find the link there. I swear I'm not plugging it. I'm just, if you want to see it, that's where it is. But what I talk about in it is essentially a list of examples that you might not think would be worse, but absolutely are. Hunger Games being one of them, where you have the different districts and then the Thunder, the Thunder Blood Bowl Dome kids killing each other thing horrible 
you have Ma- like Harry Potter. Harry Potter's world may be fun and exciting, but there's like evil wizards and stuff. Okay, that might, that thought might not be as complete, but can an author's life be better than their stories? The whole point of a story is that you have a main character going through trials in a setting where they grow from those trials. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's against a whole army or a single person or themselves. The whole person versus nature, person versus society, person versus person structure uh, is a whole thing. Um, the That whole idea is kind of what we're talking about here i've never read a story where everything's just kind of great unless it's explaining a civilization or it's more of just like what's the word to describe or give an account is maybe i don't know a situation a society a civilization uh environment you're just giving out details it's all facts there's no real story going on because, you know, if, if you're talking with some coworkers and they're telling you a story about how their ex-husband bust through their door, whoa, okay, well, what happened then? I think because as people were drawn to drama and violence and danger, maybe it's, it's an old part of us that's constantly looking to evaluate new circumstances and grow so that in the future we can learn from those circumstances. I guess, I guess that's the entire idea of wisdom in general, but... In a story, putting your main characters through problems and tough times is the basis of gleaning lessons from stories because your characters learn lessons through the hard times, just like how in life we learn lessons through the hard times. Oh, that all makes sense. Oh my gosh, my computer just went dark. I was I, I look at my recording as I record and now I'm scared. Hello? Okay, yes, we're back. So, in a sense might suck to be a main character if you think about it they're the ones that deal with the most bs it's it kind of just sucks you're the guy or girl or they or them that has to deal with the most right if the world's in trouble superman goes dr robotnik is out doing some crazy world-ending robot stuff Sonic goes, and yeah, he has his side characters and stuff, but it's up to him. He's he's the guy. He's the main guy. Yeah. And it's not to say that they... Okay, maybe it's not that they deal with the most. But at the end of the day, the story and the events within it revolve around them because it's their story. It's the story of whatever following this one character where this one character goes through something that changes them. So to say that an author's life is better than the story is a given. Maybe not always, but to compare situations can be a little challenging. In in the idea that it's like royalty and everyone's super rich and they don't have to worry about a thing in life, but oh, the story is about how they stubbed their toe. And they have to go lay down and, you know, really think about life for a few hours. Maybe then, but I don't think anyone's going to watch the movie It and be like, oh yeah, Stephen King had a worse life than these guys. 
Get out of here. Oh, yeah. I would be... It would be awesome to be Iron Man. Are you kidding? Due to recovering alcoholic, pushed everyone else out of his life, was stuck in a cave for all, most of the first movie, is hated by the press, is constantly saving the world, is surrounded by the most powerful beings in existence, and all he can do is make a machine, you know, billion genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. And it's like, yeah, he's really cool, and he probably has an awesome life, but is that better than your life? The kind of stress someone gets put under during a fight is extreme, right? If, if you've never done it before, if you've never been in a situation that gives you certain emotions and you've never practiced handling new ones or high levels of new stress, it's hard to adapt to those circumstances, which is why I think putting like safe and controlled stress is really healthy for you. That's why exercise and you know, like cold showers, going for runs. I think those are very, very helpful. Horror movies, even. Reading scary books and dealing with the stress stimuli where if you didn't, the reactions would be much, much worse. The, the kind of stress Tony Stark must have is unreal, right? I mean, he has so much power. He has so much capability. And he feels a responsibility to help the world. Even so much so that he puts himself in the front lines. He creates clean energy. He has a bunch of businesses and building practices. He's like Elon Musk if Elon Musk was cooler. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a debate on strength where what do you consider better or worse? Do you consider a full life full of problems and struggle and victory and pain and loss a full life complex and diverse and... Is that better than being safe and secure? It's, I, it's really up to us to decide. Because if you do say that, say that a life full of adventure and unknowns is better than the safe one, are you picking the right life to live? Did you even know you're allowed to pick what life you live? It might be hard nowadays to just kind of pick what to do. You know, family stress, certain obligations. The feeling that you need to work a job for the rest of your life or get some crazy degree, anything like that. It can be tough to keep your mind straight and go, hey, I need to do this. Especially when you work a nine to five, that just kind of sucks that out of you and you get comfortable with the mundane and the regular and all of that. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty heavy thought. But what I, I think the knife that cuts through that really dreaded sheet of just pain and emptiness and disregard for challenge and excitement is art not ones that you consume but ones that you create i i don't think it's any coincidence that when you look at a kid play right if you have kids or nephews or uh, nieces or you know friends with children and they're young like i'm talking young like they just figured out how to make sounds and they're putting words together and they're walking around. What do they do? They run around, they play, they, they uh, rough play with dad and they draw, maybe they sing. They always do a little dance. So in exactly the same way, it's good to have a balance between mental and physical activity. I've, I've talked about that in a previous episode. It's built in to our very 
development as people to not only develop physically, but mentally, creatively. So without one, you're not whole. You're not a whole person. Maybe you're extremely specialized and maybe physical activity isn't just for you and this and that. Oh, no, it is because you're thinking about exercise in the gym and lifting weights and running a million miles and David Goggins, stay hard. That's what you're thinking about. I'm talking about any physical skill, tying knots, baking, learning how to put together hardware or building a staircase, gardening, something that you're doing physically, that's physically exhausting. And then you do something mentally exhausting as well. And through that exhaustion, you grow stronger. That's the whole idea if you watch Dragon Ball Z with the Saiyans. Every time they get hurt, they get stronger. That's us. When you put yourself through pain and you put yourself through trial, you grow. That's the whole idea of a story. Is an author's life better than their stories? Probably. If they're having to come up with situations that they need to solve, probably better. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want, not necessarily wouldn't want, but to a certain degree, they are better. Uh, I feel like a lot of stories are better because they're full. Maybe you have a character that doesn't have any friends and doesn't know where, like, where they fit in. And along the way of their journey, they find like-minded people that they grow to appreciate and love. And you know, at the end, they have a bunch of friends and they all go on adventures and stuff. Maybe. You know, I, it's, it's really how you look at it. Because if you look at... I don't know why the stories of Cars is coming up, but he ends up in Radiator Springs, where at the beginning of the movie, he was like superstar. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. That's kind of a weak example. But along with art, you can use, I mean, this kind of just ties into what I was talking about, where we learn things through problems and we grow with art. When you practice art, I feel like you're practicing emotion. And when you practice skill and physicality, you're practicing like your body, you're learning how to use it because we are the body, we are the mind. and Well, okay, we, we are the body, the mind, and the soul, right? So if you have the three, then you got to take care of the body and the mind. And then you also have to take care of the soul, yada, yada. But if you take care of the two, you can't take care of the one. I'm rambling. But when we partake in artistic expression, it's expression of feeling and when you look at writers and artists they're usually full of an emotion and maybe it's not an emotion but an outlook how they are at rest is different than most so their work is reflected in that if you are a regular person which isn't a bad thing to be Bad thing to be as a bad person, but if you're a regular person, you might have regular thoughts. You might have some out there thoughts, but if you're someone who's just like somberly looking off to a rainy street, smoking a cigarette and a black and white photo with like French music playing in the background on some Instagram reel, maybe a little deep thinker. But I really think everyone is capable of this kind of artistic expression where you can delve into the emotions you maybe can't deal with or the ones you know the best. There isn't exactly a goal when it comes to art. It's, as Alan Watts would say, it's the playing of the music is the point. It's the dancing on the floor that is the point. The point of 
playing music isn't to be the fastest player because then the fastest players would be the best. And when you dance, it's not to get to a certain spot on the dance floor. It's the act of dancing, which is the point. It's the playing of the music, which is the point. And if you haven't guessed, that is an allegory for life. So when we play the music, as to say, what sound does it make? There's there's a painter, or I believe he was a painter. I'm, I'm going to try to pronounce it Balzinski's? Balzinski. I'll, I'll put some of his pieces on the uh, the Instagram post. His art is so horrific and disturbing that it's beautiful. I believe his whole story was that he was inspired. I, I wasn't planning on talking about him today, so that's why I'm not prepared. But I believe his whole story is that he was inspired by the events of World War II in Nazi Germany because he either felt sympathy for the Jewish people or was part of the Jewish community. And he used the certain type of blue that was used to paint the walls of the camp. I really don't want to say too much in fear of being wrong. So I'll leave a link in the description of the YouTube video to another video that I watched all about him. It's a, it's a very it's a very good watch. I Even though I can't remember a whole lot of it, I remember pulling a lot of ideas out of that video where i mean one of them we're, we're about to talk about but and be, so balzinski was if i'm pronouncing his name right was inspired by the events of world war ii in nazi germany so obviously they were really dark and disturbing because his work is horrifically beautiful and it's because he was filled with this kind this emotion he was filled with this emotion of despair he saw the despair of the situation he saw the pain and in a somber kind of way he grew strength from those emotions in his art because you have artistic expression you're expressing it so putting that feeling into his paintings he created art that gave you that feeling and i think i think that's the biggest thing to take away from the argument of the best paintings are the most photorealistic because they aren't you need to know how to look at a painting and it look and it sounds dumb to say i get it but honestly the point of a painting the point of music the point of writing very rarely is to just recreate picture perfect history or feeling that's what nonfiction is for that's what that's what history books are for and photographs but when you implement art into it you implement this emotion this this kind of vehicle to give to someone else even if it is bad in even if it is somberly horrific and disturbing the whole idea is to express that through the painting into other people's minds where if you make a painting that does this it's not going to do anything unless someone sees it. The The point that it exists is that someone will see it and then something will happen. That's why it's so sad when someone paints and they never show any of their art. Or someone creates and they never show any of their art. Not to limit it to painting. But when you have a painting, a real painting, and you get really close to it, all of the lines blur together and all of the little blotches of paint kind of have their own little realm and it doesn't look like anything really up close but when you 
take a step back and you look at everything together, your mind kind of blends everything. And even though the tree isn't a picture, a perfect picture of a tree, you know it's a tree, one. And two, why is it swirling? Why is everything swirling? Why is, why can't I see the details of the castle? Why do the stars bend like that? Why does the night sky look like wind just passing along? And then you imagine yourself looking at the world and you see starry night. That's what I believe the painter was Van Gogh. That's what Van Gogh saw when he painted it. And when I realized that, it was kind of a wake-up call. Because then you can look at all of art through that lens of this is what they felt. Uh, writing is a different way of that where you can have different types of writing, different ways of to write something, different storytelling methods, like how you can have different genres of music or a film or different styles of painting. But at the end of the day, you're supposed to gain an emotion from it, get put into this feeling that the artist felt. It's, it's a vehicle of their emotion where writing is much more literal and to the point. They did this, they did this, they did this. But then you have personification. The trees <laughs> the trees stood tall like guards at night. The clouds <laughs> the clouds ran along beside each other, almost racing to the moon. And then you add that kind of flair to it that it's like, oh, okay. You see a cloud and it's going fast. You see how different that is? The wind played with the rain on a starry night there was a thunderstorm at night you're adding this flair to it this this kind of oh that's what it is and if it's more of a despairing tone it's the rain pellets relentlessly struck the window oh okay that's how we're gonna look at this that's how we're going to look at this you're not looking at the thing how are we gonna look at it i hope that makes sense and in that way when we push our emotions through it it kind of helps to deal with it it helps to get through that period of your life or the traumatic thing that happened to you, which can be scary, absolutely. Especially when you base your career off of a certain genre or style and then you lose that kind of fuel, but I'm getting ahead of myself. You can use art as therapy because you're putting your emotion into something and you're getting it out of you and you're working through it as you're working on the project and you're looking at it at new angles and you're taking control of a situation you might have felt out of control of. It can be very therapeutic. And I, I think that's why a lot of people start and never want to leave. And then you get people like me who have done that and want other people to experience it so badly. They just kind of make it their whole thing <laughs> and hope that someone gets it and that and hopes that they can give it to people in such a way that it's easy for them to get effectively in a sense i have a um a note here on my uh on my guide for this episode and it's something that I, I i wrote down a while ago but talking through this in kind of like an open formatted way i've come to see it in a little bit new of a light so hopefully you guys like this one art is emotion given form you're making it real you're making it physical giving it form I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful sentiment, but it's something that people can kind of get away from if they discredit 
emotion and getting through certain things. And I feel oftentimes the people who, they don't run from emotion, they disregard it. It's those people who usually have the most to deal with. And from the people I've known in my life who are this way, I see them as someone with an endlessly growing pile of mail that they need to get through. But the bigger it gets, the scarier it gets. And so they kind of just keep it in the corner and choose not to think about it. And when they see someone else actively opening up their mail and checking things, they go, what's the point? And it's not to downplay anyone who has that pile of mail. It's just an observation to someone who tries their best to keep their envelopes open. And yeah, <laughs> got kind of sad, but... <laughs> For today, I want to do a little something new. So you guys have something to take from this. It's a challenge. A creative challenge. Who could have? Who could have guessed it was going to be a creative one? I'm going to give you guys a concept. I'm going to give you guys a free one of no charge. You just got to, you know, like or download or share. At least one of those. Here's the rules, right? I'm giving you guys this challenge. I'm going to make a TikTok that is this prompt and it'll be going up the same day as this podcast and stitch whatever you make to that so that i have a place to go to and look at it the tiktok is victor stories the link is in my link tree and from everyone who submits i will announce the winner i'll share your work on all of my socials if it's something to read i'll read it on the podcast and you will be the winner for that day and you can have infinite bragging rights for all of time. But I'll be doing that with every single writing prompt. Here's a classic one. An old man walks down his staircase into his study. In his study are bookshelves and a desk and a very large red rug that covers most of the floor. But there's a lump underneath the rug. No, no bigger than a tennis ball but it's there and it's under the rug and it's definitely something there. And he goes over, thinking nothing of it, and he steps on it to flatten out the rug. But before he's able to step on it, it moves under the rug over to the right. That's the prompt. Yup, that's it. <laughs> I, I wanna find a nice balance between giving too much and too little. So yeah, that's it. Walks down, sees a lump, tries to step on it, it moves before he can. That's where, that's where it starts. That's the, uh, that's the art, that's the feeling, that's the everything. There, there you go, that's the start. So hopefully you guys can eat a blank page with a little bit of help from that. And so now, we come to the news bulletin. As far as news goes, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. I had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everyone else did too. I had a TikTok, and for my standards, blew up. I was, uh, I was just announcing... The podcast using some assistance from helium and uh i thought it was pretty funny it, it felt nice to make something that i could laugh at as at too and it was nice to see that you guys liked it and you know i, I gained a, a good few followers from it and i know everyone just cares so much about that but <laughs> i also got a monitor stand and a new mouse for thanksgiving well okay it sounds weird for thanksgiving my birthday is november 20th so i was able to I, I had some family go like, hey, what do you want? And I just sent them over and that's what they got. So it was actually super cool. Got to see my family, got to see everyone. 
Uh, let me know how your, your Thanksgiving went down below. Hope everyone's went well, like I said before. But as far as news, um, nothing crazy. My shins are becoming iron because I'm doing all this kickboxing and uh, heavy bag work. It's just, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I might actually do some fitness content. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look into, and I'll keep this between you and me. I'm trying to figure out how to do the whole social media thing where should I just put everything onto my YouTube that I make? If it's, if, if I put all, if I, should I make a new YouTube for Eat the Blank page because it's with Victor Rowe and it's not just like the Victor Rowe podcast and I don't know, questions to ask, answers to figure out. But when I have more definitive news, I'll, I'll definitely let you guys know. But, you know, that's it for news today. So, in the fear of talking too long and not having anything more to add to the conversation, I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for joining me for so long. You can see the pictures of my quoted background, person versus uh, person versus blank, story structure, Balzinski's paintings in the Instagram post that's going up. Please stitch your work for the challenge uh, or this episode's challenge. I would definitely love to see all of those. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.